Hey everyone, my name is Tyler Mowry and welcome to the Writer's Mind Podcast, episode 49. All right, welcome to another episode of the podcast. So today, uh, I want to talk about M. Night Shyamalan's Old that just came out. Um, I had a fun time watching it, and there was a lot in it that I felt could be, that you could learn from very specifically. Um, and it's something that I want to go through because, oh my goodness, like so, so many things that you could learn from in this movie. Um, and uh, first off, what I want to say is um, I'm going to be spoiling the movie here. Um, however, if you are somebody who is actually trying to learn about storytelling and about writing, like I think you need to just kind of stop with the whole worrying about spoilers thing. Spoiler, worrying about spoilers is for the audience. You're here to learn if you're here for, you know, to be a writer and to write stories. Um, so, uh, you know, this is just going to be like, I'm going to be talking freely about it the entire time. So um, even if you haven't seen it, uh, I think watching or listening to this podcast and then going and watching it uh, would still be very helpful because you can come into it with what I'm going to be talking about and, you know, identify some of the mistakes and problems that I felt the movie had. So let's go ahead and talk about it. Um, first off, uh, the concept is uh, these different groups of people that are um, vacationing at this resort, uh, all go to this private beach. Uh, on the private beach, they are essentially trapped there and uh, the beach ages them way quicker than, you know, they normally age. So within a day, they can age 50 years. Um, so the entire film is essentially about them getting on the island and then trying to figure out what happened to them and, and how to escape. So it's kind of a contained thriller on this beach or semi-contained. And um, it's these different groups of people that are all shoved together and have to figure out uh, how to get off this beach. So, um, now this film to me, and first of all, I want I want to say I really I love M Night Shyamalan. Like he, I, uh, I'm going to be talking about a lot of the problems and a lot of things I felt didn't work in this movie. Um, and I'm doing that to help you as the person listening to this kind of identify some mistakes and how you could do things differently. Um, M Night is a fantastic. Uh, director. I mean, he's, he, he has done, he really paved the way for all the, the high concept things that we see today. Um, he is a staple in our history in regards to cinema. And so, um, you know, anything he will send out, I will go watch just because, you know, I love that he always tries and he always, uh, you know, goes out there to make something interesting and, and unique, and he loves his high concept stuff. He loves his twists, and so um, you know, I'm always game for that. So sometimes he hits, and sometimes he misses. And I felt like old was a miss, and I want to just talk about why I think it was that way, and because I think there's so many things you can learn from it. So first off, right in the beginning of the story, one of the things that I saw really quickly was that. Well, let me let me retrace. The biggest thing is that this movie is exactly what a 19-year-old film school student would write and shoot 
if they had, you know, $50 million to make a movie. So it's a fun, high concept, but it doesn't really have characters. Uh, it doesn't really have a clear philosophical conflict or a real clear theme in any way, um, which, you know, can be fine. Uh, but the other problem is it doesn't really have a great momentum or great pace. It really has a pretty weak structure. Um, and so it just makes a lot of these mistakes and tries to hold itself together with this kind of interesting high concept and so it's exactly the kind of movie that people make the mistake of writing before they have actually figured out story so like this is why i'm saying somebody in film school would write something like this is because they just try to hope that the concept brings them through the fact that it doesn't really have characters doesn't really have a clear structure uh it doesn't really have any sort of clear theme or you know larger reason that we're watching or, or anything like that so off the bat, what I noticed really quickly was a huge mistake I see a lot of writers make, which is ambiguity and exposition. So um, the main couple that we're following, the husband and wife, uh, we don't understand what's going on with them for a little while. Uh, the wife ends up having a tumor and they are um, looking to separate. Um, and that's something that like the movie kind of wants you to know in the beginning, but it doesn't want to want to tell you. So, you know, if you've read... I'm sure if you read a lot of short films, they make the same mistake where, you know, the first five pages of it are really not, they don't really make any sense. It's just kind of characters doing things uh, because we are missing some sort of major piece of exposition that ties that together. And so this film is missing that. Um, you can really see them talk around the thing, but they don't talk about it specifically. And because of that, we don't really understand who the characters are, what, different differentiates them we don't under, have any understanding of their beliefs uh, nothing to really hold us down and say okay this person is kind of this this person is this uh, we're missing that deeper level of characterization which really is you know beliefs um and choices that characters make and that's beliefs and choices is really what defines characters not how they look or what their name is or what their gender is or anything like that so that was the biggest thing i noticed off the bat once we get into the story a bit I noticed pretty quickly that uh, the characters in this are pretty just one-dimensional. Like, they all have one sort of hook or thing about them. Um, so, there's the husband and the wife, um, and the wife has her tumor, and the husband is our protagonist, and he is an insurance uh, auditor or something like that, where he just, you know, calculates that sort of thing. Um, and then there's a doctor, and then there's this... Uh, the doctor's wife is like this beautiful woman and like she's really focused on her beauty and then there's the children and you know some other characters and everybody really has one thing about them that defines them but it's some sort of surface level thing um there is the nurse um, and then the nurse's wife is a psycho psychologist uh, and she has she gets seizures. Uh, so everybody has, that's this part of it, which you learn at the end. This is all an experiment being done by this pharmaceutical company. And um, so everybody there has some sort of illness, whether that be a physical illness or a mental one. Um, and, uh, or, yeah, I believe that's what it is. Or maybe they don't all, but like at least one member of each group definitely has something. Um, and, and so that was a big thing too, is like, there really aren't strong characters at all in this story. Like even kind of, they're all just kind of one dimensional. Um, and that's not always a bad thing. I mean, there's 
multiple stories that can get away with characters being fairly one-dimensional. Uh, one movie that does it that's also a thriller and it's also uh, pretty contained is 10 Cloverfield Lane. So that movie is about um, this group of three people that are inside a bunker and this sort of apocalyptic situation. They're trying to figure out what what's going on. Uh, and there, there are more reveals and stuff in that movie, which I'll get to about in this movie as well. But generally the characters are fairly one dimensional, but what keeps it alive is the roller coaster of the film. There's always something new happening. There's new reveals. Uh, there are things happening that's really pushing that plot forward. And that's why we stay with the story. And that brings me into the structure of this movie, which is the biggest thing that doesn't work with this movie that should be there if it's going to be this roller coaster thriller is more reveals that impact the story and you know just the actual progression of the conflict or progression and, and progression of the concept and this sort of thing so what happens is about 15 20 minutes or so into the movie we get an understanding of what the concept is and that's a huge reveal of course they're all trapped here um and we're going to be stuck here for the movie um and then after that, like, not much changes for a while in the story. So there's not really a big, you know, big reveal that impacts anything. There's not really a big, uh, big progress made that changes their situation. Uh, the only thing that happens is that characters kind of start going crazy and killing themselves or killing each other, or they start accidentally dying and these sorts of things. So the problem is the movie starts mistaking people dying as progressing the plot where really what it just becomes the entire, you know, 80 minutes of that section of the film kind of before the very end. And after the very beginning is they get on the beach, they realize they're stuck. They try to do things that to, to get off, uh, nothing at all works even kind of, uh, and then they either die or start killing each other. And, because of this, there's no like real progression. Like, oh, this is now the new situation, or this is the new situation. This is the new situation. There's not new reveals. There's not new things we learn. Um, we do learn that they're being watched over time, but it doesn't impact anything. So if we learned that they were being watched, and then because of that, they do things differently, that would be an impact of the characters and of the plot. But we just learn that they're being watched and nothing changes. And so the biggest thing, which if you're going to write you know, a, a film that is like this, like a roller coaster, high concept film is you need these progressions of your conflict. You need the next step. You need the reveals, right? And part of this happens because they're in one location in contained stories. They can really have that issue where it makes it hard for there to be a real change because they're in one spot. What 10 Cloverfield Lane does that is good is that we stay in the same spot, but there are new pieces of information that are revealed that changes uh, Michelle, the main protagonist, it changes her situation. So it changes her realization of whether or not she's safe, her understanding of the people that she's stuck down here with, that sort of thing. Not really the case for this movie. Like the things that the new reveals that come in don't actually move the story forward. And that's kind of what's frustrating. Um, and then what happens is at the end of the story, some of these little reveals, uh, they like try to bring back. So they find a journal and they bring that back. Um, and then the one of the kids um, is written this code by this other kid. And that's kind of the reason that they get out and how they get out. Um, and so... There are some little reveals, but they're not like story moving. They're not like these 
or at least story moving in the middle of the story. So the this film flounders the most <laughs> in the main part of it, which is the middle of its second act. So from minute 30 to minute 80 or so, the story is kind of floundering. It doesn't really know where it's going. It's not progressing. Um, and so that's something I think that you can watch that film and say, okay, you know, you can really feel it, right? So you can feel the fact that you're not attached to these characters very much. And you can feel the fact that the story isn't, you know, creating these new levels of reveals. Robert McKee talks about progressive complications. One of the things I talk about on my channel is, you know, using the story circle to move your story into the next zone of conflict, in the next zone of conflict, because you need that progression. The audience needs to see and feel the character's in new situations and, and moving forward in some way or consistently moving backwards in some way where the situation gets worse and worse in a way that changes it or in a way that is a progression you know and that's the thing too is their situation continues to worsen but nothing they never make any sort of progress and so rather than feeling this kind of up and down swing of progression we just get and then people die, and then people die, and then people die, and it becomes kind of one note after one note, and it's the same kind of note again and again. Um, now, one of the biggest things I, I was frustrated about was the way that the film was kind of trying to handle theme or philosophical conflict. So, what ended up happening in the movie is rather than having some sort of uh, focused philosophical conflict that you would see in, you know, um, a film with a specific focused philosophical conflict like Whiplash or 500 Days of Summer or even Breaking Bad, which is a show, obviously not a, not a film, um, or Sicario, Wind River, you know, a lot of, a lot of movies have Snowpiercer. A lot of movies have these focused philosophical conflicts where there's the entire story is handling one thing, which is how I would always recommend you write because that is, it's so much more powerful. I would say that most of the stories that leave an impact on you are handling one particular kind of theme or moral dilemma or philosophical conflict. And that is what makes them strong because they can really dive deep into one idea versus trying to do 17 different things. And what this film did was it tried to tack on different themes in sort of a moment of dialogue. So, for example, like um, a few of the characters talk about being present. So there's a couple moments of dialogue where they talk about, you know, be present. And there's this kind of the idea that like you're there on the beach and it's kind of like be present, even though, you know, you only have a limited time left because we're on this beach. So be present. And it's like, mm. but that's not really what the movie is about. These are just sort of thrown in moments, not like what the story is about. If the story was actually about being present, then potentially you could have a character there or group who don't ever try to escape at all, but, or, or at least they, maybe they make one or two attempts and they realize that we can't get out of here. And then they just sort of accept that for the whole movie while the other characters are frustrated at them for accepting this. And then you there now you have a dilemma, right? Do you keep actually fighting in this sort of situation or do you accept the fact that you have the time that you have and you should, you know, enjoy that and be at peace? There's a the start of a philosophical dilemma, but the story doesn't do that. It just throws in a couple pieces of dialogue. Um, another thing that happens is uh, there are there is a rapper character 
and uh, the doctor is uh, like you know, racist towards him. So, you know, specifically because he's black, he, um, you know, doesn't like this guy. And, um, it's funny cause like the, the doctor, um, ends up killing the, uh, this rapper. And later on in the film as he's kind of going crazy, he has some sort of mental disorder. I can't remember what, um, but he keeps saying like he was going to steal our things. And it's like, to me, it was so funny watching it because it, it really just feels like this moment where he says this and the people in the, th- the, you know, dumb people in the theater go, Hmm, racism. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like just stupid tacked on it. Like that's not what the movie is about. If you wanted to make a movie about racism, fantastic. Go and do that. Right. Make multiple beats and have an entire story about that. Right. And you could do a story about racism in a high concept. Um, you know, watch a Jordan Peele movie. Um, but that's not what happens. It's just kind of tossed in so that stupid people in the audience can look over at their friends and be like, it's about racism. It's just dumb. Um, and uh, then there's another moment where the the couple is sitting on the beach, like near the end of the film, uh, right before they die. And they've been having this fight about the wife having an affair and this sort of thing. And um, they're sitting on the beach and their minds are kind of going. And the husband looks over at her and he's like, I don't really remember what we were fighting about. And she's like, me neither. And it's like, hmm. It's just, it's another kind of tacked on like moment where, okay, sure. You can make the entire film about, um, you know, whether or not the fights that you have with other people, uh, are mean anything once you realize that you're all going to die. Um, at that, there's all sorts of things you could talk about in, in regards to that and find a real theme there, but that's not what happens again. It's just kind of this thrown in like, Hmm moment and it makes it so surface layer you know uh and the last one i noticed uh was when the last two characters are the kids because all the adults either you know die of trying to escape or killing each other or of old age and so the kids are now adults and they are hanging out on the beach and one of them says i wonder if the i wonder if all adults feel like kids when they're older or if it's just because we were kids a few hours ago. And it's another one of those like, mm, yeah, kind of moments of like, you gotta retain your, your feeling of being a kid even when you're old. And it's just like, it, yeah, I know. Like, again, you could make a whole movie about that idea, but that's not what this movie was doing. Rather than trying to find some sort of focus theme, it just threw in pieces of dialogue and hoping, hoping that one of those would stick as like, you know, thematically interesting enough, but it just doesn't because themes are built with intention, not, they, they very rarely are come out of a film just because they either are intentionally built into a film or a writer comes into a story with something that they want to say and they're not necessarily always thinking about that as clearly a theme, but then that is what the theme is. Um, but, you know, if you want to be a writer and, and be intentional, then know what your theme is. Find the things that you want to talk about, dilemmas that you have had, put them into stories because that's the point of stories ultimately. Um, so, um, 
I, I honestly, I highly recommend you go watch old. Go watch old um, because I think you're going to find a lot of the things that I've talked about and all of these things are mistakes that um, are easily fixable yet at the same time are mistakes that all these different writers are making all the time. And so, um, again, I'm not here to, to badmouth, um, you know, uh, M. Night Shyamalan or, or any of that. Like, I, I think he's fantastic. Um, but I don't think this movie hit, and I think there's uh, a lot of different reasons why it didn't hit. And this it's very useful for you to be able to see this and to have an understanding of here's all the mistakes that, the, that this story made. And if you really look at it, it's not that hard to fix. And that's what I want you to understand, that once you can identify what isn't working in your story, it makes it so much easier for you to fix it because then it's like, okay, I need to brainstorm this thing, you know? Okay, so for this story, if I was going to go about fixing it, I'd probably go along something like, okay, well, this story doesn't have um, any sort of clear philosophical conflict. Um, so now the question is, okay, well, do we want do, do we want this story to be a full and complete roller coaster, or do we want this story to have some sort of theme? Um, and I would say, if if I were rewriting it, I would say, well, um, you know, we want it to be fun, we want it to be interesting, we want it to be a roller coaster. That's kind of priority number one. But the best way to create characters that feel unique and create interesting choice and interesting dilemma, especially in a contained situation, is by building some sort of theme. Okay, so then I would go and figure out, okay, what's the theme of this? What's the theme of this story going to be? Um, is it going to be about being present? Is it going to be about, um, you know, not fighting? Uh, or, 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 you know, the triviality of, of fighting with people that you love uh, in certain situations, I would pick from there. Then I would go and I would say, okay, now let's, how can each of these characters not just be plot elements, but also have real beliefs in regards to this central theme? Um, and then after that, I would say, okay, and this is what I think the biggest thing that this film could have used was, all right, how do we actually create new situations um, when we're on this beach and everything's contained? So is it going to be group dynamics? Are we going to create a, a, a group situation? Are we going to uh, make it a situation where they actually make some progress of getting off as a group? What would that look like, right? Um, we we'll brainstorm, okay, we actually creating some some real turning points that, cr- that change the situation for good. Um, not Because part of this is when characters are dying in this story, um, it's all kind of disjointed. Like, particular characters, there's so many characters here and so few of them are doing anything at a given time um, that it doesn't really change too much when one of them dies. Um, for example, like there's characters we kind of totally forget about until it's their time to die or their time to come back and impact the plot in some way. Um, and, you know, all, all, a smaller fix would be figuring out once you have the theme and you have an understanding of that, then going back to the beginning and saying, okay, well, how do we set up this thematic question in the beginning of the story here non-ambiguously and specifically and clearly so that once we get to the beach um, we can have a understanding of of what's gonna like what we're struggling with what are the moral dilemmas 
and how are we going to go forward? Um, that would be, that would kind of be what I would do. Um, and you know what, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I think, uh, I think that would have made it for a better story. Um, you know, um, all respect to M. Night Shyamalan for continuing to bring us fun, high concept thrillers. I will watch every single one he puts out. Um, but I hope this is a good learning experience for you. Hopefully you can watch this film and listen to this podcast and see what I'm talking about. And ideally, maybe, uh, you can identify some problems in your own writing based upon this. So I hope that's helpful for you and I'll see you guys next week.